Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to the new and improved Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. After many years of interviewing the best and brightest thought leaders around the world on my SiriusXM show, I am excited to now have those interviews available to people around the globe on this podcast. So many people would write us and say, I love what I've been hearing about your interviews with these great people. Where can I access them? I live in this country or that country, or I don't have access to that technology. How can I get the information? Well, I'm so excited now that we are able to offer the information and the interviews free on this podcast. So we want you to sit back and enjoy this message and let me know how you like them. And then do me a favor. If you like them, send a review, write a review and post it. And if you like it, hit like on here and share it and tell everybody you know about it and then subscribe to this podcast so you'll get the alerts when we post a new interview episode. Thank you for listening and enjoy the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. Named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. Well, it's true. I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it. Forced upon me, I can't refuse it. I didn't seek it. I didn't choose it. But it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it, give account. If I abuse it, it's just a tiny little minute. But our eternities are wrapped up in it. And I start every show, every interview, every speech with that minute called God's Minute, written by Dr. Benjamin Elijah Mays, who was Martin Luther King Jr.'s mentor, who encouraged young MLK, or ML as he was known when he came into his office, when Dr. Mays was the president of Morehouse College, a 15-year-old Martin Luther King Jr. came in and was transformed by his mentorship while he was at Morehouse College and went on to do, as we know, world-changing events. Well, Dr. Mays was his mentor, and when I became a speaker, he became my mentor. When I became a speaker, he became my mentor, and he became someone I looked up to. I never met him, though. Okay, you don't have to meet the mentor for the mentor to have an impact on you. You can grow from their writings, from their books, from their uh, audios, from their videos. And that's what I did. I became a student of Dr. Benjamin Elijah Mays. Well, you know, I call that God's Minute and I start everything with that. Then I take a moment of every program to give God some glory, to give him some praise, to thank him for life and strength and health, to thank him for the opportunity to still be in the land of the living in these challenging and difficult, unbelievable times that you're still here. You're still here. That's a blessing. So I give God glory for life and strength. I give him 
glory for health. I give him glory for friends and family. And I'm grateful for some of the best on the planet, friends and family. So I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for you, for you taking time out of your schedule to listen to this program. I am really grateful for you. And I'm also grateful because you have made this the number one self-help show on the network. You have shared it with your friends and family members. You got to listen to this show. You got to listen to this guy, uh, Willie Jolly, Dr. Willie Jolly. You've made this podcast an amazingly popular podcast all around the globe. And it's you. So I want to applaud you. I want to, I just want to shout and stand on my feet or, or give a applause to you to say thank you for all you do and for being a friend to me and to others who you've shared it with, because one of the best ways to be a friend is share good with you, with those friends when you meet and find something good. And when you have an opportunity to encourage and inspire them, everybody today needs inspiration. So we have, we are grateful for you. Uh, we want to take a moment to thank our sponsors and we want to make sure you know that you should support our sponsors, Jolly Good News. We want to support those at Truist uh, Bank uh, who are uh, doing great things. Truist, you, you knew of a bank called BB&T. You knew of a bank called SunTrust. Well, they came together to create a new entity called Truist. And it's an amazing organization where they care about the customers. And so we want to thank everyone at Truist. And one of you encourage you to find a local Truist bank. Go by, learn about them, go to their website because you'll be inspired by what you learn about Truist Bank. Now, let's get it on. I got a I got a show for you today that's going to be uh, life-changing. It's just simple as that. Going to be life-changing this show will be a a life-changing experience. I recently did a number of shows for my daily radio program. You know, this is my weekly radio program and my podcast, but I have a daily radio program on the Radio One Network on the Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell program. Every morning, it's syndicated. I have a program called Wake Up and Win with Dr. Willie Jolly, as well as we do an audio and a video version of it. The video version is on the Radio 1 website for America, across America. But then we take the same content and we send it out, that same video on LinkedIn, on IG, YouTube, Facebook. And we put it out for people to be able to get those one-minute messages on LinkedIn, IG, YouTube, Facebook, and... That video has had such a profound impact. Well, I got an email from a lady who said, I love the story about W. Mitchell. You mentioned him on your shows, but I can't find a podcast. And I said, I'm sure we got a podcast. I've interviewed him only to find out after she said that, that I went back and looked. And we have not done an an interview with W. Mitchell in over 10 years. I've been on air for about 14 years now, every week on this channel and on this network and on this platform. And I said, oh my God, we do not have a podcast. We do not have an up-to-date interview, but you need to hear the story. And this lady was dogged. She said, I've never been inspired quite like the show you did and the story you told. So ladies and gentlemen, 
I got on the phone and I called my buddy. And I asked him, would he do an interview? He is my, my dear friend. When I was a new speaker, brand new, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with this speaking business. I went to the National Speakers Association. I'd heard about this gentleman on audio tapes from Anthony Robbins, Zig Ziglar, Les Brown. And I saw him in the hallway, the National Speakers Association. And I went up to him and introduced myself and told him who I was, what I was trying to do. And we became friends. And when I put out my first book, It Only Takes a Minute to Change Your Life, he wrote the introduction. I'll always be, in, I'll always be overwhelmingly in grateful gratitude for that. But not only that, but he loves my wife, he loves my son, he loves my family. And in each book I've written, It Only Takes a Minute to Change Your Life, Setback is a Setup for a Comeback, Turn Setbacks into Greenbacks, An Attitude of Excellence, I mentioned his story because he's changed my life. He's unbelievable. He's unforgettable. He's undeniable. He's unstoppable. He says he's just an ordinary man living in an extraordinary situation. But he reveals the core beliefs and proven strategies that lead to personal and professional success. He proved to audiences and people around the globe that setbacks, setbacks can be transformed into new starting points. And that we must all take responsibility for the changes in our lives, whether we created them or whether they were thrust upon us. Not only does he demonstrate what it takes, but he will provide the necessary tools to improve the quality of your unique situation. He'll help you put yourself and others back in charge. He'll help you be empowered to take action. He'll help you understand that most limitations are self-imposed, not by what happened to you, but what, what you do about it. He'll teach you how to take responsibility for the challenges that come your way. He'll help you to learn to think and act creatively. He'll help you gain a new perspective on seemingly impossible situations. He'll help you feel the joy of living at your, at your best, regardless of the situation or the circumstances. And he'll help you experience a renewal of both mind and spirit. He is a Hall of Fame speaker. He's been given the Cavett Award the highest award in the National Speakers Association. And he's changed the lives of people all over the world. You've seen him on, on Good Morning America, on the Today Show, on all sorts of broadcasts all over the globe. It's an honor for me to have my dear friend, the one and only W. Mitchell, as my guest. Mitchell, are you there? Willie Jolly, I am here, sir. And the only thing I'm not appreciative of about this visit is that I have to stop listening, and I have to do some talking. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the listening from Willie Jolly, and you remind me of a, a phrase that I've used quite a few times, and I'm sure a lot of other people have used it before me. Willie Jolly, if I were to describe you in one short sentence, it would be, You picked me up when I fell down. My, my, my. Thank you. And that, that's the life that you live and lead and inspire so many of us. So it's, it's a treat to be with you today and a special treat to be with all of your listeners who uh, have to get incredible value from the experience 
of having a few of your words enter their ears. Well, I'm just honored. And you know, uh, <laughs> greetings come from not just me, but there are two people who are closely associated with me who love you uh, almost as much as I... Well, nah, they love you probably more. Cause they're, they're two of them. And I think if you, uh, uh, if you put the same category, I would be at the, the lower part of the totem pole compared to those two folks who you well know. Well, I do know them well, and you're right. You've got some serious competition. But the power of all three of you, as opposed to just one of you, is insurmountable well my wife d my wife d loves you and my son william who is uh, like a godson to you who when he was in la and california he made a trip down to santa barbara so he could spend time with mitchell he loves mitchell so 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 i i want to i want to talk about your story i want to talk about the challenges folks he's had two horrific incidents that happened in his life that would have stopped the average person but they did not stop him let me tell you a little more he has uh, gone from being uh, a cable car grip man in san francisco to go through these challenging experiences to go on to become a hall of fame speaker as i said but also he became the mayor of butte uh of Crested Butte, Colorado, and yes, he saved a mountain by uh, lobbying and for environmental impact. He's friends with some of the greatest people on the planet. Uh, presidents call him friends. Congress people call him friends. Senators call him friends. Speakers call him friends. And he says in his books, and I want you to go to his website, W, no period, Mitchell, W. Mitchell, that's all you need to know, and you'll find him. Tony Robbins calls him one of the most inspirational people he's ever met. Zig Ziglar used to say he was one of the greatest people on the planet. So I'm not going to go into his story yet because we're about to take a break. But if you'll go to his website, you'll see he has a message that everybody talks about. It's not what happens to you. It's what you do about how you react to it that matters. So we're going to take a quick break. Then I'm going to let you hear him. Tell the story because no one can tell the story of W. Mitchell like W. Mitchell. And then in these challenging times, let him share with you how you can turn your challenges into champion moments, turn your setbacks into comebacks and not let those things that have tried to stop you be victorious in that effort. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. On the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show, you want to stay tuned. Pull out your pad, your pencil, because you're about to be changed and transformed by my friend, the one and only W. Mitchell. We'll be right back. And for sure, your best is yet to come. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I have a question for you. Have you ever wondered why some people can make a million dollars, lose it, make a second million, lose that, then make a third million, while other people can't even make ends meet? Well, the reason is that those people know the recipe for success. And... That recipe is available to everyone if you will do what they did. They made a habit of getting 
positive motivational resources of great thinkers and great learners. And I want to offer those same kind of resources to you. We've developed a free page on my website. It's wjspeaks.com slash gift. wjspeaks.com slash gift. On that site, we've got resources, books, audios to help you to grow and they're free. So go to wjspeaks.com slash gift, wjspeaks.com slash gift and get some of those resources and then share that page with your friends and your family members. We want to impact and inspire millions of people. And remember, if you enjoy this message on this podcast, like it, share it, and Post a review about it and make a difference in the lives of others by letting them know about it. Have a great day. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly and the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show and Podcast. All over the globe, you can get this podcast. Go to my uh, well, to go to your favorite podcast distributor, whether it's iHeartRadio, C-Suite Radio, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Look for the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast and subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast so you'll get updates about when I have a new one coming. But this is one you want to want to listen to over and over and over again. If you're listening on the radio, you want to listen to this every time it airs because this is one of those experiences that can change your life. W. Mitchell, he was a cable car grip man in San Francisco and something happened to him one day that not only changed his life but changed the lives of people everywhere because of the lessons they got from his experience. W. Mitchell, thank you for being with me, my friend. It's always a pleasure, Willie. Well, why don't you tell the story? Because nobody can tell the story like you tell the story. What happened on your motorcycle one day as you were in San Francisco? Willie, I had this amazing job, as you told people. I was a gripman on the San Francisco cable cars. Now, I'm sure many of your listeners have ridden a San Francisco cable car, climbed halfway to the stars, as Tony Bennett sings about, and I left my heart in San Francisco. And no, I didn't ring the bell for the Rice-A-Roni commercial, but I did ring the bell. <laughs> and, and it was a, a, just a grand experience because you were doing something you mentioned our great friend Zig Ziegler, and Zig Ziegler said, of course, one of the most important things that any of us could ever know, and that's um, you can have anything in life that you want anything if you just help other people get what they want first. Yes. And that's just such a powerful, profound message. And so I got to take people to Chinatown. I got to take people to Fisherman's Wharf. But I got to be with people while they were enjoying a, quote, unique experience because there's only one cable car system left in the world, street railway cable car, and uh, I got to drive that piece of history. So it was a wonderful job. And I was interested in flying. I had been in the Marines in aviation. I was not a pilot, but I worked in a squadron uh, in the Marines, and I always loved the idea of flying. I always loved the idea of 
of the power and the independence and the strength that one could get by being their own pilot in life instead of uh, being somebody else's pilot, instead of somebody else taking you for a ride. Take yourself for a ride in life, and that's a great lesson for all us to, to learn. So I was taking flying lessons. I was getting ready to solo. I was getting ready to fly the plane by myself, nobody else in it, nobody there to tell me what to do. And I had, went out one day and bought a brand-new motorcycle, the biggest, most powerful motorcycle that money could buy. The very next morning, on that brand-new motorcycle, now I'd driven a motorcycle a lot, so this wasn't a new experience for me, just a, an extra-powerful motorcycle. And I was driving across the San francisco Oakland Bay Bridge to Hayward, California, where I got in an airplane that morning, and the instructor got out and said, okay, it's your turn. Wow. You do it. And that's, that's a momentous occasion. And a lot of people who may be listening are not pilots, but everyone in this audience, every person who listens to this program can remember a solo moment in their life. I tease uh, the audiences that I speak to sometimes by saying you're a little older usually than some of the kids who may remember the first time they rode a bike by themselves. But can you remember the first time you drove a car by yourself? Oh, yeah. And you went down to the car. You probably were with your parents. It was, you, you know, your parents' car. And, and they handed you the keys. Yep. Now, they handed you the keys, and they were crying. They were standing there crying. They weren't worried about you. They just knew they'd never see their car again. <laughs> and, and, uh, and you had that solo moment. You had that moment in your life when you reached down to someone who couldn't quite climb that step by themselves, and you put out your hand. Yes. There may have been that moment in which somebody was having an incredibly difficult challenge in their life. And you said, here, I've been this way before. Let me show you how to get there. Yes. And there are all kinds of moments in our solo moments in our life. So that morning, having just flown an airplane by myself, driving my brand new motorcycle to work, at my job on the cable cars at an intersection in San Francisco. I'm sure I must have been thinking about the airplane ride that morning. That's pretty momentous. I probably was thinking about all the pretty girls I was going to meet on the cable cars that day. One of the one of the wonderful benefits of that job. Yes, <laughs> I might I might have been thinking about some way that I could be of service to someone else. I don't know what I was thinking about, but I obviously wasn't thinking about the laundry truck that ran the stop sign, smashed into the bike, knocked it to the ground, and in that split second, a split second that changed my life forever, the gas cap popped up. And I poured several gallons of gasoline all over me, and the heat of the engine ignited it. Wow. And in that split second, the fractured elbow 
cracked pelvis. They were not going to end my life, but that ball of fire, that human bonfire that I became, people were witnesses at the scene that day, but powerless to take action, powerless to do anything about it, unable to extinguish that ball of fire. But one person, one person, a car salesman, working in the dealership on the corner that day, grabbed a fire extinguisher and ran out into the street. He didn't wait for permission. He didn't go get the instruction book. I don't even think he checked his horoscope in the daily paper on his way out the door to see whether this was a good thing to do. The power of one Mm. is a message that I learned that day. The power of one person choosing to take action now. Wow. And in my life, if I've been given wonderful gifts, that gift, the power of choice, the power of responsibility, as uh, Stephen Covey calls it, response-able. Response-able. The, mm-hmm. the, the ability to respond. Because so often in life we have choices, and we can say, "Well, that's that's a little hard to do." I don't. I mean, I know that would be a good thing to do, and I'd, maybe someday I'll do it. But I, it's a little, uh, it's a little more of a challenge than I'm really ready to confront right now. But the power of one person choosing, stopping along the way, not knowing, do I really have the answer? Can I really do this? This is not a a thing that I've done before. I haven't been in any worldwide pandemic of a disease that's killing tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. But you know what? I'm going to put on a mask. I'm going to wash my hands. And I'm going to see what I can do about making the world a little better, even though I can't cure this thing completely by myself. Wow. The power of one person choosing to not tell everybody else that, well, this is no big deal, it's just like the flu, and no, this is going to go away, and no, this is the power of one person. And the people who are listening to this broadcast right now this minute are thinking yeah i know what i probably can't do but what could i do yes i've chosen to listen to this program for a reason i know there's reruns love boat on television right now i know there's um a whole bunch of things that I could do right now. But instead, I've turned my attention to listening to other ideas. I've chosen to go back to school, if you will. Yes. And say, I know all kinds of things that I could be doing right now, but how about if I do something that's called feeding my brain? How about if I just do that for a little while? How about that? Well, folks, he 
have his ball of fire, the man fire extinguisher, and put the fire out. But by that moment, over 65% of Mitchell's body had been burned almost unrecognizably. His fingers had been burnt off. Uh, his uh, face had been completely altered. He's going to come back and tell you not only how he got past that one, but how he went on to build a successful business, very successful business, but then had another setback, but it did not stop him. That's why I said at the beginning, he's unstoppable, undeniable, unbelievable, and I'm grateful he's my friend. We're going to take a quick break for station identification. We're going to come back. You want to hear the rest of this story. And then the rest of the story that can empower and inspire you. You're listening to Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way show. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I got an email from a gentleman in Australia who shared how he had been struggling in his business, and he bought some of my books and audios, and how it had a profound impact on his business, and he went from worst to first in his company. I shared with him how much I appreciated his Note, but I told him those books, those audios, those videos were not just something that I just thought up one day and started to write. They were born out of my experiences, out of the challenges of overcoming the problems and the difficulties and how I was able to do it. And I shared with him that others have sent similar messages and that these resources work. I want to encourage you and invite you to go to my store. Go to wjspeaks.com slash shop. wjspeaks.com slash shop. Get some of the books. It only takes a minute to change your life or a setback is a setup for a comeback or turn setbacks into greenbacks or chicken soup for the soul or an attitude of excellence or the book I wrote with my wife after 34 years of being married and not having an argument in over 30 years. We wrote a book called Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last and now it is saving marriages all over the globe. Go to the store, get some of the audios, the videos, the books, the resources to help you have greater personal and professional success. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Make this a great day on purpose. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly with my special guest, the one and only W. Mitchell. He has been on all of the major television programs, not just here in America, Australia, New Zealand, he is well-regarded all over the globe, is in demand all over the globe. He's a former president of the National Speakers Association Federation, Federation, which is the global speaker's concern. He travels all the time. He's always on a plane. But you have to have, hear the rest of the story about how he does all of that with the challenges and limitations, but how that doesn't stop him. So, Mitchell, you were in this motorcycle accident. The man comes out with the fire extinguisher after the cap comes off the uh, gas tank, spills over you. You become a human flame. It burns you unrecognizable. I'll let you go from there. Well, thanks to one person, again, the power of one, 
I was still alive when the paramedics arrived, and they rushed me to nearby San Francisco General Hospital, where a team was waiting for me. Now, when I give the keynote's address around the world that you referred to, um, I talk sometimes about the team that was there at San Francisco General Hospital that day. There were the doctors and the nurses and the technicians you would expect to see in an emergency room, but the rest of the team was there, too. No, they weren't in the emergency room. They were janitors. They were food service workers. They were volunteers. They were therapists. They were administrators. They were all part of the team that made it possible for the nurses to remove the clothes burned to my body. The team stood by that IV nurse as she put in the fluids that were rapidly draining away. The team that day stood behind that physician as she performed the tracheostomy so that I could continue to breathe. And were it not, my friends, for the entire team that day, my life would have been extinguished. Wow. So when we think about sometimes, oh, that person, if it wasn't for them, and if it wasn't for that person, and if it wasn't for that person, well, all of those could be true. But are you really remembering all of the team? Marshall McLuhan, the University of Toronto professor, said once there are no passengers on Spaceship Earth. Mm. We are all crew, all part of the team. We can choose to put our oar in the water, or we can choose to go along for the ride. I'm listening, I'm talking to and being listened to by an awful lot of teammates. Absolutely. A lot of people who, again, are choosing to say, okay, um, yeah, this is good and that's good. But you know what? I'll bet there's even more out there. The ability to do more, be more, know more. I think about the two nurses that primarily took care of me during the more than three months that I lay in that hospital bed in San Francisco. June Fulbright and Nulon Shaw. Now, this was a long time ago. Yes. And I will never forget those women. They're still part of my life. Wow. And this was a bunch of years ago. And they were there for me to protect me, to counsel me, to encourage me. And then there was that doctor. I was getting discouraged. Being burned over... 65% 65% of your body is no picnic. Right. And having all the surgeries and all the tests and all the visits from all the interns and residents and uh, people that coming by my room. And I remember one day when June came to work and she could read me like a book. She knew more about me and what I was thinking. She could take two steps in my room and know all about my fear and concern and frustration. And she 
she asked me what was going on, and I said, oh, no, I'm fine. Everything's fine. And she said, what's going on? And I asked her to call the chief of staff to come by my room. And I'd gotten pretty close to him because I was a, such a severe case right. that I got a lot of attention. And a little while later, he stuck his head in my door and he said, Mitchell, what do you, what's going on? What do you need? And I looked up at him for a long time. I guess I had one last happy face left. Because I said, Doctor, do you think I could just have a day off? <laughs> anybody ever feel that way? And, mm. and in this audience, anybody ever say, oh, boy, there's a lot that I could do, but could I just have a break today? And the doctor did something amazing. He he pulled up a chair, sat down by my bed. He asked for my charts. And he said, Mitchell, no one can calculate what you're going through. No one can imagine. Uh, you've lost your fingers. You've lost your face. You've nearly lost your life. No one can imagine what you're going through. But here's what I want to do in your case. I want to change who's in charge of you. Mm. Because as of right now, this minute, I'm going to write the orders that will say nothing is going to happen to you in this hospital that you don't approve of or agree to. And if you want something stopped or changed, I'll write the orders. There'll be no argument. We went through all the procedures that they do in a 24-hour period. He read everything that they do. And by the end of the doctor's visit, I suspect your listeners will not be too surprised, Willie, to learn that very little in my routine had changed. Right. We found a couple things that they could do every four hours instead of every three. They even found a few things that it could be stopped completely now. They were only being done once a day. Maybe they weren't necessary anymore. So at the end of the doctor's visit, very little in my routine had changed, and yet my entire life had changed. Because in that moment, for the first time in my life, I began to really believe, a little bit anyway, that I was in charge of Mitchell. Wow. Wow. That I was going to do everything I needed to do to stay alive. But I had some power to say to somebody, no, don't do that, or don't do it now, or don't do it again. And my whole world changed in that moment. Phenomenal, wow. unbelievable. Now, now, was it a miracle that I jump out of the bed and run out the door and get out of the 7-Eleven and buy a Coke? No, no, I was still horrendously burned. And in enormous pain, sometimes. But sometimes I wasn't in enormous pain. And sometimes when the resident walked in my room, I could say, I don't think that's a good idea right now. Could you come back a little later? Mm. And that power just didn't change the whole world. The power, but gave me, 
to be able to have control over some aspect of your destiny. That's right. That's yes. right. And to be able to to be able to say, I appreciate the fact that you're doing this for me, and it's necessary, and I know it's going to hurt, but I give you permission. Wow. Wow. To do this procedure. Wow. Now, I, did, I, did I say those words all the time? No, of course not. But my routine continued because they were saving my life. They were keeping me alive. But the power of one, the, the power moment one. in which you can say, I just listened to a program and I heard a point of view that I don't think I really paid attention to before. Or I don't know that I really gave it the same thoughts that I may now. And that the whole world, that, that word responsibility to me is one of the most powerful words that anybody could ever know. I was listening to that word uh, when I saw it written on a poster on a wall at a Tony Robbins event. Uh-huh. And to, again, getting back to response able the the ability to say, okay, this happened. Yes. I didn't necessarily want it to happen. It doesn't feel great that it happened. Uh, I would like to have the magic wish to just whisper, go away, don't happen. But life sometimes is life. That's right. But we got to tell the rest of the story because I want people to know this isn't the end of the story, folks. Listen, look, he went on to recover. It took a while. Took a, I, I, do you, is this the same doctor who told you, hand me your, your license and let me look at the last picture you had? <laughs> he, was a, he was a colleague of the plastic surgeon who came in my room one day and said, we're going to have to give you a new face. Yours has been burned off. What would you look like before the fire? Could you describe yourself? Do you have pictures from home somebody could bring in? I couldn't remember any pictures, and I don't know how well you do in describing yourself, but um, Nulon, my other wonderful nurse, remembered my wallet had survived the fire. She dug it out of a drawer. The doctor rummaged through it, found my driver's license, looked at it for a long time, and then looked back at me. There are no mirrors in burn patients' rooms, so I didn't know what I looked like. I didn't see myself. And he took another long look, even longer look. It hurt every time I moved, so I stayed still. And finally, one last long look at the driver's license, and he shook his head and said, God, I know we can do better than this. (laughs) (laughs) And they did, and they did. Well, folks, you got to hear the rest of the story. We're going to take a quick break. But the rest of the story, he went through months and months of agonizing surgery, rehabilitation. He had had a setback, but he made a decision. He would not give up. He finished his education, went on to start a business that soon became a very successful business. Incredible business. But then he had another setback. And it was amazing. But you got to hear the rest of the story. We'll be right back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. And for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, your best is still yet to come. We'll be right back. 
Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech, and I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life. And I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500. And that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you. Grow your mindset. Grow your future. Grow your finances. Go to wjspeaks.com. Dot com slash billionaire wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and will help you find that there's a price for success but there's a cost for not paying the price and the cost is always greater than the price go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag the box or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth and remember as a man thinketh so as he is and your best is yet to come and we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly and the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show and podcast all over the globe now. You have access to come get access to this show and get access to the podcast. So I want you to share with Lottie, Dottie, and everybody. Tell them. Pr- 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 just put it out and tell them, you got to hear this one. You got to hear this one. He's the one and only. He is W. Mitchell. He has been proclaimed and renowned globally as a man who would not be defeated. I've written about him in my book, It Only Takes a Minute, Change Your Life, where he was so kind to give me an introduction. I wrote about him in my book, A Setback is a Setup for a Comeback. And then I wrote about him in my book, Turn Setbacks into Greenbacks. I've written about him in my book, An Attitude of Excellence. I've talked about him on radio shows, and I knew that we had to get him on for this new season because it's been over a decade since I've had him on. Well, you heard the story. He was uh, in a fire. Lost his fingers, lost parts of his face, he, but he was, he was put back together. And then he went on to start a business, and I'll let you tell that story, Mitchell, how that business grew, and then the setback you had. Well, I was very fortunate, Willie, in that I received an insurance settlement because of the burns, because of the gas cap and the laundry truck that ran a stop sign. And... With some of that money, I was able to 
go into business with two other people. I had moved to Colorado by then, and one of the people that I, I bought half of his business uh, from him, and he was going to go back east and, and start some other endeavors. And as we were driving across the country, he told me about his brother-in-law who had an idea for manufacturing wood stoves, wood-burning stoves to heat your house. Now, most of us don't heat our houses that way uh, anymore. We have baseboard heating or electric heating or whatever it is. But um, so I co-founded Vermont Castings, Inc., which became the second largest private employer in the state of Vermont and and became a very successful business. And so that was wonderful. That was a great opportunity for me and a great chance to not only make some money, but to help other people using some alternative energy. And it made millions of dollars. Uh, let me just... And, it, <laughs> and it, made, it made a little money. It made a little money. <laughs> put some of that money in my pocket. Amen. So Amen. that was all a wonderful thing. And, and uh, so in the, this town of Crested Butte, uh, Colorado, I was able to build some buildings and do some things and meet some new people. And four and a half years after that fiery crash in San Francisco, I think I was better than before that accident, motorcycle accident. I think I was stronger. I think I was smarter. I I liked who I was. I thought my appearance was all right. Yes. And, and uh, I certainly looked different. And I would go out on the streets of San Francisco not too long after I got out of the hospital, and I was getting stronger. I was walking again. I was getting healthier. I was feeling good about myself, but mostly I was looking at my shoes when I was out there walking down the streets of San Francisco, because when people looked at me, I looked away. I was afraid of the questions they might be asking with their eyes, mm. and, and I was fine with myself, but not willing to face the reaction of some people. And I remember one day walking down the streets of San Francisco, getting stronger, getting better, going a little further, and looking at my shoes. I was an expert on my footwear. But I glanced up just for a moment, and there was a woman coming towards me. And it could have been when I first met Dee, when I first met your beautiful wife. She reminded me a little bit of that woman. Mm. She was also beautiful. She was warm. There was just love, just just caring, compassionate humanity coming from her. And I glanced up just for a second. And before I was able to look away, our eyes met. And she smiled at me. Mm. And I smiled back. And both our lives changed didn't offer me her ATM passcode. She didn't invite me to go to dinner. She didn't say anything. Except she say, said a huge amount with her eyes, with a smile, with a moment of humanity. It doesn't take a lot right. to make a big difference. That's right. And so as I continued to walk along the streets of San Francisco, 
days later, weeks later, I tended to look at my shoes just a little less. Hmm. And tended and began seeing people a little more. And a man was coming towards me one day, and and who knows what he was up to or thinking about or where he was going. But I was watching him. This time I wasn't looking away. I was watching him, and inevitably our eyes met. And I smiled first. And he smiled back. Hmm. And both our lives changed. And so along those streets of San Francisco in the nearly two years that it took me to once again be able to use my hands again and the skin grafts and the surgeries that they performed were taking effect. And along those streets of San Francisco, I was learning the most valuable lesson, the most important tool, the most significant gift that any of us could learn and have and know and it's available right now, and the price is amazing. The price is unbelievable. What's the price? Because the price is what you focus on in life is what you get back. Wow. While we say that, I want to make sure people know you can go and get Mitchell's books and resources, and he got a little gift for you, a little something special at his website. Mitchell, please tell them where they can go get all your and, resources. And it's it's wmitchell.com. I have a wonderful card that a terrific graphic designer created for me with the phrase that I use as the title of my book and the title of my speeches. It's not what happens to you. It's what you do about it. Because life happens. Happens. It happens. Well, tell them the rest of what happened. You got... Yep. Uh, yeah. Happens. <laughs> and so on this card, it's available on my website. The price is free. Free! The price is free. And I have some wonderful quotes on the back of the card as well. And you can print this card out. You can make a poster of it. You can make a wall decoration, whatever you want to make. And one of the wonderful, of all these sayings, and every one of these things, could have been Willie Jolly's things. Well, they're all the gifts that you give to people. One is pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. Yes. And a, a wonderful, beautiful woman in Denver once told me it's all right to look back. Just don't stare. Mm. And, the, and there's four or five more quotes on the back of this. WMitchell.com. It's a free resource. Print it, download it, give it to people. It's a gift from Willie Jolly and me. Amen. Today. So I was yeah. Go ahead. Uh, getting working on my. I got my private pilot's license. I went back to flying, and and then I got my commercial pilot's license. Hmm. And then I got my instrument rating, so I could fly. In the clouds. Wow. And fly safely. And then I got my multi-engine rating so I could fly twin engine and larger airplanes. And then I even decided to get a commercial sailplane rating. That's a glider rating. Wow. That's a, a plane with no engine, but that uses the wind currents to keep it aloft. And so, so all of that was amazing. And I remember that four and a half years after that fiery crash in San Francisco, 
I agreed to take four others and a ride in my plane. We went down to the airport. We were going to go to San Francisco from Colorado and inspected it very carefully, using all of my training and skills, and started to take off, roll, lifted into the air. Something was wrong. Mm. Something was immediately wrong, and the plane wasn't flying as it should. Ahead of me were rocks and rough terrain, but there was still some runway left, still a chance to put it back on the ground. I had to make an instantaneous decision. I pulled the power. The plane stalled. The plane fell like a rock, smashing back into the runway. Stalling does not mean that the engine stops running. Stalling literally means there's not enough wind. The wind is not moving fast enough across the wings to give the plane lift. And it smashed into the runway. I yelled at my passengers, get out. I was terrified of the fire that could have happened with the tanks completely full of aviation fuel. And I yelled at the passengers, and one of them was able to wedge the door open, and they crawled away, and they ran away. And that was my turn, and I had to get out of the plane. I had to get out now. But my legs weren't moving. Maybe they were stuck under the rudder pedals. I had to lift harder. I had to try harder. And then I started to feel the pain in my back. Mm. And then I realized I couldn't move my legs. The ambulance crew arrived. They rushed me to a flight for life aircraft, which flew me to Denver, where the next day they performed an operation. And the day after that, I was told I was paralyzed. Hmm. I wouldn't walk again. A couple weeks later, a young girl called me from Crested Butte. She said, Mitchell, I know my family's been down to see you in the hospital. Everybody's talking about you and wishing you the best. You're putting on a brave face, but you're not doing too well, are you, Mitchell? She said, Mitchell, do you remember about a year ago when I was going through some real tough stuff? For me, it seemed like the end of the world. Do you remember, Mitchell, you told me something that I'll never forget? You told me that it's not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens to you. Mm. You still believe that, Mitchell? Don't you hate it when people do that? They just throw those <laughs> words back in your face. That advice was for her. I like giving advice. Leave me alone. I'm enjoying being miserable. <laughs> And the very next day, when the orderlies came in my room to lift me out of my bed and put me in the wheelchair, I asked them first before they even had a chance to tell me what they were going to do. And I went out in the gymnasium at Craig Hospital in Denver, and Beverly, my physical therapist, was waiting for me. Now, Beverly, I'm pretty sure, I never verified it, but I'm pretty sure, I'd once been a Marine Corps drill instructor. Pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure, huh? <laughs> meanest, toughest woman that I've ever loved. And every day she had a list of ten impossible things. Impossible for me to learn. And every day at the end of the day, there were ten less impossible things mm. in my life. But Beverly wanted me to learn how to transfer from
from the wheelchair to the couch, to the sofa in the gymnasium. Now, that was stupid. And I wasn't going to do it, and she couldn't make me. It, you have to learn how to transfer. You have to learn how to transfer onto your bed, unless you like sleeping in the wheelchair. Right. You have to learn how to transfer onto airplane seats and car seats if you want to be a traveler, a mayor, a speaker. You have to learn how to transfer into the bathtub Yes. if you want women to stand closer to you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but transferring onto the couch was stupid because the couch is lower than the wheelchair. You could fall onto the couch, but it's getting back off the couch because when you press on the cushion to lift yourself, what does the cushion do? It just sinks down. Right. And I wasn't going to do it, and she couldn't make me. One day after 10 particularly impossible things had become possible, she came over, put her arm around my shoulder, said, Mitchell, there's one more thing. I said, I'm not doing it, Beverly. You can't make me do it. It's stupid. Leave me alone. She said, Mitchell, calm yourself. Hmm. Mitchell, have you ever considered the fact that there's probably two ways you're going to get close to your future mate? One is going to be next to her in bed. One is going to be next to her on the couch. The couch is probably going to come first. <laughs> right. <laughs> five minutes. Five minutes on the couch. Off the couch. On the couch. Off the couch. Oh, she motivated you. She motivated you. <laughs> she was my motivational speaker. And I think about all those transfers, huge transfers, have confronted us in this time of this virus, this pandemic. Yes. Amazing things have confronted us that life seemed simple. Life was good. Everything was fine. I had a job. I was able to go to work. I was healthy. I didn't have a lot of people telling me to put a mask on and do all kinds of things. But I have not only the power to take care of myself, I have the power to take care of my brothers and my sisters. Yes. And my fathers and my daughters. I have the ability to say, a lot of smart people are telling me that I will make other people, keep other people healthier and keep myself healthier if I wash my hands, put on a mask, and respect that very smart people have said that social distancing is important. Yes, absolutely. To keep, to keep all of us healthy. Absolutely. So I've been given a lot of gifts. I went on to be elected the mayor of Crested Butte, Colorado. I won by 20 votes, landslide, <laughs> in, in this little town. And we saved a mountain along the way, as you told everybody a long time ago. And and that's a whole other story. Well, folks, here's, we, we we're just about out of time, but I want to say these things. Today he's known as a Hall of Fame speaker one of the greatest inspirational speakers on the planet. He's been given every award there is in the speaking industry. 
He's well regarded and renowned by presidents, prime ministers, senators, governors, who all speak of him as the man who would not be defeated. And he has a famous saying that I want to share with you. He said, before I was paralyzed, there were 10,000 things I could do. Now, uh, now there are 9,000. I can either dwell on the 1,000 I've lost or focus on the 9,000 I have left. And he helps people around the globe, companies to come back and to focus on what they can do, as he said to you today. Any closing messages in the last minute we have, Mitchell, for our audience? Well, we've said an awful lot of things. And we've talked about people like Willie Jolly, who pick others up when they fall down. We talk about people who have chosen in their life to pay a little more attention about what they can do than what they can't do. We've talked about people like the great Zig Ziglar who said you can have anything in life, anything that you want if you just help other people get what they want first. Yes. And it's so easy sometimes to forget that that transfer is doable, is capable. And by doing some of those transfers that you've been putting off, you may take some other people with you. Amen. Amen. So, you, so you've chosen to listen once more to this program. Pass it on. Pass it on. When the one and only... W. Mitchell, go to wmitchell.com. Get the free card he offers to everybody. You can download the card. You can put it on a big poster. You can make copies, give it to your friends. It's not what happens to you. It's what you do about it. Mitchell, you know I love you. It's as simple as that. You're my brother. I and only like your son a little more than you. <laughs> my son and my wife get a little bit better, but we love... W. Mitchell, when he was here in D.C., we took him to dinner at one of our favorite soul food restaurants. We had mm. quite a night. Mm. Quite a mm. night. <laughs> I love you, brother. Thank you for your time. Thank everybody for listening. Wherever you may be around this globe, share this message with everybody you know who needs encouragement. And let them know that Dr. Willie Jolly said, for sure. Your best is still yet to come. God bless you. Tired of crying and complaining Tired of 
can do Well, just look in any mirror And you'll see who is really, truly stopping you My, my you enjoyed this podcast episode and I hope you got something of great value and I hope that you were inspired, you were motivated, you were empowered and you were encouraged to live your best life. I hope this information and this inspiration will help you to do more, be more and to achieve more. That's the goal why I started this program and I hope it helped you in a mighty way. Now, I ask you to make sure and that you take full advantage of all the resources that came through this program. I hope you go to wjspeaks.com gift and get some of the free resources that we have there for you. I hope you go to wjspeaks.com shop to get some of the books that we have created, that we've labored over to make sure that they will deliver a powerful message to you. I hope you go to willyjolly.com slash billionaire, willyjolly.com slash billionaire, or wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get the box that it will inspire your whole family or get the bag of books. Make this a great day, a great week, a great month. And remember, it is true that you are blessed and all things are possible for them that believe. So make the most of the belief that you have now in your future. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.